Guys, are you worried that you're losing your hair? Do you look in the mirror and see less hair looking back at you? Maybe you're thinking, it's cool, I'll shave it. Or I'll just wear a hat from now on. Or maybe even, I'll just break the bank to get plugs. But before you shave, hide, or replace your hair, have you thought about regrowing it? Because there are effective, FDA-approved treatments that work. One is a prescription clinically proven to prevent further loss. The other is clinically proven to regrow your hair in two to four months. And both are available from Roman for just a dollar a day. Just complete a free online visit. Roman connects you to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional who will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Then Roman sends everything you need right to your door with free shipping and indiscreet packaging. Not just once, but every month. So guys, are you Roman ready for a thicker, fuller head of hair? Go to ro.co slash regrow. Do it today, and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash regrow. Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios, this is Old School. Brought to you by Sand Hills Global. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer, Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Happy Friday, everybody. You made it. Job well done. Appreciate it. Old school brought to you by St. Hills Global. Uh, check them out. They're hiring today. Go to sandhills.jobs for more information. Sandhills.jobs. Get to it today. If you're looking to change things, you know, now's the time, and St. Hills Global is the place to do it. 402-464-5685. Start him in text line, Honda Lincoln hotline if you want to call in, contribute, add to. Hit us with a what up, and we can have a conversation. Video streams are up. Facebook, YouTube, Twitch. Oh, last night, so Jay, you, first of all, thank you for coming down uh, to Tanner's and hanging out uh, last night. Yeah. Uh, and and congratulations on being smart enough to get out of there at a decent uh, hour because me and Jake did not. <laughs> How long were you there? They shut the place down. We were there. You helped them clean up. We were the, yeah, like we were there when the taps are being cleaned. Oh, you were wow, wow! I was talking about them in the back, like man, these two dudes need to go. Why are they? Well, it wasn't no. Well, one, so I mean, the owner was there. Yeah, and then we were joined by Sean Callahan, and then we were joined by Mr. Chamberlain. (laughs) Oh, Java, Java showed up, Hmm. and I, I have to. I met Jabba years ago in Baltimore when he was with the Yankees. So I didn't know. I don't know. You know, I, I didn't engage that way. But last night, <laughs> you, know, you you just hang with somebody and you go, okay, this is my dude. Right. Like, this is my – like, I get right. it. Like, I, I get the, the, the Jabba fame, right? Great storyteller. Um, doing some really good things uh, with with broadcast, uh, uh, some award winning stuff, good stuff, um, and then just chopping it up with the owner from Tanner's, and of course the ideas start bouncing off, and you start coming up with all the ideas, and at, at about eleven thirty, 
I was thinking, Jay Foreman is a, is, is a genius because I knew I wasn't getting out. Yeah, I just watched the half, the second half of the game. I was like, yeah. It's, it's, I, I knew I wasn't getting out. And it got, kind of got hyped because there were some folks in the bar who made uh, some bets on Duke in the second half, right? Ooh. Yeah. And they were like, okay, so we're taking Duke in the second half because there's no way they're going to play the way they played in the first half. So take Duke in the second half. Mm-hmm. And, of course, as Duke – makes its run and become, you know, does Duke type things, right? Woo-wee. Woo-wee. Did he get a little testy? Oh, he no, he got fired up. Yeah, Duke did the thing. I want to give a shout-out to my man, Ramon Walker II. Sixth man for the, the Houston Cougars. True freshman. Son of one of, my, one of the best teammates I ever had, Ramon Walker from Pittsburgh. We used to call him Money. The funny thing is, money is about uh, five eleven, six foot wood, but could hit. You know, mm-hmm. let's call him the, like ra- call him the rattlesnake because he coil and hit you pretty, pretty, pretty hard. I think his wife played basketball at Pitt. That's where all the height come, comes from. Because I think his son is like <laughs> six five, six six. So I was texting him last night. Of course, the game was late. He's like, man, I'm on pins. He's like, I've been, I've been so. He's like, I've been nervous for two days for this game, and I can't do nothing. You know, and so, it, I mean, it's pretty cool to – I remember when his son was born, and now he turned on – I mean, he looks just like Ramon, and he's out there balling. You know, the one guy got hit in the – in the uh, Yep. In the, in the in his privates, yep. and then money – you know, Ramon's son came right in and hit a nice little mid-range jumper. And, you know, for a true freshman to be playing that much, because um, he start out a little slow this year, is, is a, a good deal. So, you know, it's always – it's pretty cool to see, you know, your – your friend's son out there balling. Here's the weird thing: is that Houston's two best players aren't even playing. Yeah, you couldn't tell, right? Like they're they're number one and they're number two aren't playing. Oop. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> right. Yeah, so you're right, gonna get yeah. those years back. Uh, yeah, I. It was what you were talking about during the week that this is a group of kids who really are uh, they understand the mission they just play right like, i mean they just gonna just be in your face <laughs> physical and they ain't backing down from i mean they they just representing the city of houston the grimy part of the city and they're you know they're all good kids and and uh you know calvin sam samson he coaches them hard holds them accountable um they seem to thrive on that because i think what was it number 14 Doubled down on the post too much, and they got hit with a three. I mean, little Calvin Sampson was all over him, but then you know he didn't blink, and he came right back out and started playing better D. So, um, you know, and they play with a nice little sense of poise. You know, anytime uh, like Arizona kind of tried to creep creep back into it, or they had a couple defensive breakdowns, you know, they were able to rally themselves. So, uh, you know, I thought last night's four games were were all good games. I mean, Arkansas uh, pretty much. Was like I said yesterday. Um, I, I thought Gonzaga was going to win because I would have thought they learned their lesson from Memphis. Mm. But Arkansas is a better dressed up, uh, tightened up, you know, team than Memphis. You know, mm-hmm. they're they're older, but they play the same same you know same way. In your face, athletic. They're going to give you full pressure or three quarter court pressure. That, you know, there's no playoff. Um, extremely athletic, uh, quick to the ball. So that's where you saw. Um, one of their players that get a ton of, um, you know, long rebounds where even if you think you're boxing out, 
He can beat you and get it. Uh, second chance points, and they were extremely physical with Chet, Chet Holmgren, even though he had 14 rebounds and was a little bit more effective, but he was pretty much nullified. I mean, uh, you know, whether he's the number one pick or I know he obviously is going to be a lottery pick, but he, I mean, he's a guy that has a, a you know, he, he's going to go extremely high. He has a long way to go to be effective at the next level because he doesn't have the quick twitch to get beat you off the bounce, you know, mm -hmm. like, you know, being that tall and he can shoot outside. And especially when you're in high school, you know, he's eight inches taller than everybody at least, <laughs> right? Seven foot one, yeah. probably even nine most of the time. You know, when you can shoot at, shoot, shoot like that from the outside and you're built like that, they always say, oh, he's the next KD. See, KD can, he can, yeah. and here's the thing, KD off the bounce can go right past you. Mm -hmm. He can't because KD is actually more physical than people give him credit for just because he's built like, He's blade. Yeah, he's like a he's right. blade. So um it was interesting to see um also how Arkansas nullified um Gonzaga's point guard. You know, because he was the guy that kind of Nemhart. Yeah. Timmy, he didn't score until this late in the second half. Right. Timmy I think learned from that first game against Memphis because he balled this whole game, mm -hmm. you know. But I think with the point guard I think they really they realize you know what Timmy's going to do his thing. Let's just say okay he's going to get between twenty two and maybe say thirty. Whatever points. happens, whatever happens, happen. happens. Just make him work for it. Yeah. Let's do just be physical with Chet and let's pick one of those three to get. And they got the point guard, um, and plus it's a great matchup for them because then their point guard I think had twenty one points and he was mm -hmm. very efficient. Uh, or they're one of their, you know, one or two guards. So a lot of runout stuff too. They, they did had a lot of passing lane steals. Yeah, it's quick when you when you think. I mean, playing against teams like Memphis, Houston, um, Arkansas, Auburn when they were really playing. I'm really disappointed how how they choked. But just how, you know, in <laughs> you know Miami, you know like the Mi yeah. like the Miamis and stuff like that. Oh yeah, like seeing it on film, ball pressure and the way that they can jump in the lanes. It's different than when you, if you're not used to playing playing in, in conference. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying all the time. So it that's hasn't type slowed of, down for you. It hasn't slowed so down. So if you, for you see it like every different. once in a while, which Memphis and Arkansas is uniquely different than anything that they've played against. Mm -hmm. Majority now they might play like a you know a specialty game and you know may, might be over in Maui and link up with somebody. But when you play, you know in the SEC and you're playing against the likes of Tennessee, Kentucky, Auburn, Arkansas, you know, even when Vanderbilt was kind of like a hard out, um, Texas A&M, you know, where they got some dudes, this is just, that's, it take, it catches people by surprise. And, uh, you know, that's just what, you know, that's what I think really hurt them. I think the pressure and the, the, the lack of space, which made them extremely, extremely uncomfortable. It was not a clean game for Gonzaga. Guys, are you worried that you're losing your hair? Do you look in the mirror and see less hair looking back at you? Maybe you're thinking, it's cool, I'll shave it. Or I'll just wear a hat from now on. Or maybe even, I'll just break the bank to get plugs. But before you shave, hide, or replace your hair, have you thought about regrowing it? Because there are effective, FDA-approved treatments that work. One is a prescription clinically proven to prevent further loss. The other is clinically proven to regrow your hair in two to four months. And both are available from Roman. 
Roman for just a dollar a day. Just complete a free online visit. Roman connects you to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional who will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Then Roman sends everything you need right to your door with free shipping and indiscreet packaging. Not just once, but every month. So guys, are you Roman ready for a thicker, fuller head of hair? Go to ro.co slash regrow. Do it today, and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash regrow. Well, so I kept thinking of Nolan Richardson. Like, yeah. Remember the old 40 minutes of hell? Right. And what they used to do to folks was just to wear them down. Right. And that's what exactly that's what right? happened. Passes yeah. become a little sloppier. It was a fatigue makes cowards of, of us all. Mm-hmm. The passing lanes, the pass that the normal passes you think you're making, you're not making. Right. Your body's just not responding. And then your bounce gets thrown off. Right. And then your balance gets thrown and off. And you're thinking and, too much. Right. Yeah. Then you're like, okay, I can't do the basic things in normal, comfortable movement that I normally do. Because this cat is here and he ain't going anywhere. Right. And first trip down, second trip down, seventh trip down. Ain't nothing happening. Right. It's just you're hitting the gas pedal and nothing's happening. You pointed out early that defensive teams excel. Yeah. Is that what happened? Was this a defensive win or was this an offensive win? For Arkansas? For Arkansas. It was defensive. I mean, because. That defense want, took away one of their better players, which essentially was a big part of winning the game, but it allowed them to get some easy, um, you know, runouts and points and, and get in the rhythm offensively. So they didn't even ex- expend any energy on, on offense. You know, and when they did, they were resting. Anytime they made a run, they were like, okay, we're going to rest a little bit because we're going to try to get a good shot. But once we know whether we make that shot or not, we know we're about to wear you down again. And, she, she, <laughs> and then that – Maybe I remember one time they were up by two. They missed a shot, came down, got a stop, hit a three. Went kind of three quarter press, boom, up by seven. One, it was one, it was two, two, or it was one three pointer and two like mid range, you know, layup shots going to the hoop. And, and it kept happening. Yeah. It kept happening. Like it was funny, you hear the announcers go, yeah, they're getting close, but watch this. Right. And then it would, Third pass in the sequence, and they jump get, it. They and, jump the route, and yeah. off you go. And you got to give Musselman Musselman credit because you know his dad, Bill Musselman, was one of the first coaches for the Minnesota Timberwolves. You know, obviously he's a lifer. He's extremely good at uh, in game adjustments, game management, game management, situational basketball, and then you then you mix that in with athleticism and pressure. And to be able to be multiple, it really, really helps, you know, really is, you know, would set them apart. Um, and then also, you know, obviously the excitement that he, uh, you know, you can see that energy that comes from him. To oh, that end-of-game energy. That yeah. last dunk. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, where you recognize, oh. You see one see coach where? is up jumping up and down that turned to Mark Few and he's just. <sighs> what what does this say about Mark Few? Does this change no. perspective, per, no. per, perception, or is is he exactly is it he is exactly who we thought? You they know, were? it's kind of like it, right? it's kind of like Tony Bennett with Virginia. You know, for a while they always were you know close get to, to no get to Sweet Sixteen, and it's you know in order to win. I mean, a lot of things about winning a championship, especially in the you know March Madness, is the matchups, the matchups, mm-hmm. the matchups, the matchups, and I think mm-hmm. with Gonzaga, a lot of times. 
they've been matched up at certain points of their, you know, obviously NCAA runs. That's just the total opposite of what, um, you know, they are. I don't think they played that well the last two games. I don't think they played well against Memphis or Arkansas, but you also can't take anything away from those two teams because they made them play, um, you know, not up to par. So, should But should should Gonzaga be good enough at this, uh, at this moment? Should they be good enough to not be pressed into somebody else's style of play? You sh- they should be, but you got to think. Last year they had Jalen Suggs, who was the ultimate eraser of any any type of. Yeah. He would have been going all night through through Arkansas oh, stuff. Yeah. So you got to think. You 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 accumulated Chet at, at, at I guess a lottery pick, but he's not a guy that can dictate the outcome of the game. You lost a lottery pick. Then how? Who could, who could how dictate? is? Okay, go ahead. Go because Jalen Suggs has like the the offensive team shoots. Gonzaga gets it. Jalen Suggs gets the ball. They go into a three quarter press or man to man three quarter. Jalen Suggs has the ball. He's mm-hmm. the table setter, so he can dictate the outcome. Because as much as they wore Gonzaga out, yes, he could wear them out. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So, well, you know, when you have a – I mean, it's kind of like have, like when you get into playoff baseball. That get, that dude with that ball, he can eliminate some really, really good hitters mm-hmm. if he's on. Mm-hmm. I mean, good pitching and defense and mm-hmm. playoff baseball goes a long way, and it keeps you around, and it keeps you – I mean, just imagine if you – you know, I'm just an analogy to baseball. If we're all three, like you're the three hitter, you're the three hitter, you're four on five, and we're used to kind of doing our thing every game, and then here we go. We got We're facing – they're three aces, and they're all on. Mm-hmm. You know, now we're going to start chasing pitches. Now we're going to not be as disciplined in there. And that's the same thing as basketball. I mean, pressure bust pipes. And I, I just was, I just was a little shocked that Gonzaga wasn't more prepared because Memphis and Arkansas isn't much different except for maturity and coaching. You know, obviously longevity there. So it's you know it's a little bit like I said more to tighten up. But Memphis gave you a scare. Of that, and so when you watch Arkansas, you like, oh yeah, we've seen this before, so we got to be ready. And you know, Arkansas was like, oh, the young boys that try to be like us are doing this. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I, you could even say Memphis has not better players overall. Well, maybe I don't know, but they have Skittles. like one. They have at least one player that is better than Arkansas's best player. But but that's not that's not what what Sweet Sixteen basketball is. No, it, no, it, no. Sweet Sixteen basketball is my ability. To beat you with my third or fourth guy. Yep. Like the first guys, okay, in that space. But Arkansas's third guy was picking off. He had three steals last night, uh, two, uh, three offensive rebounds right. in the second half, uh, and then deflected three balls that right. were, were entry passes and made them reset, yeah. put them late in the shot clock on the sideline with seven seconds left mm-hmm. instead of an entry pass being allowed with seven seconds or 10 seconds and allowing dude to do work. All right. Best players are great, but having those other dudes now. They get the, well, if the, you got the, a week, those are the, those are the guys. I call those guys the the pregame story story guys. Mm-hmm. You know, all oh, he was, you know, he's the third option, or he, you know, fought an injury off early in the year and he hit a shot, um, so forth and so on. I will say this though, since we talked about the Metro, we we're talking about talent inside the state. Mm-hmm. It was cool to see Hunter Salas get in there when one of their guards got in foul trouble right away. Had a good defensive series, got a ball, got to you know, got to the rim, made it, made a nice little basket. So that I, I mean, I'm always is that the right spot for him? 
Well, I hope. I mean, I, well, well, I, mean, I don't well, know. Well, from playing tap, playing tap, think of Chuck. Oh, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, that's all kind of how, you know, if they both get to the third year in college and they're going in first round, then you got there just a different way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, they're two different types of players. You know, I think, you know, Chucky was, in my, this is my opinion, I think he was college ready by his sophomore year. You know what I mean? But, I think. Well, that's what that was I, the conversation we were I, having. I, I think was, like he committed uh, when he committed to Wisconsin. He was, it was, he, he it could, was perfect. He could have probably teleported himself to Wisconsin at that point. It was and, perfect, and he would have been able to handle himself in Big Ten basketball as a sophomore in high school. Do you think Hunter would have been able to do that in the Big Ten? I think he can play anywhere. I just think when you go to Gonzaga, they were they were stacked. They were stacked, and they had the number. This might be the number one recruiting. They had the number one recruiting class, so it's different. Where. It's it's totally different because they talked about it with Houston last night that Calvin Sampson has it has a certain he recruits certain types. It's just like Villanova, Jay Wright. They recruit certain types of players, mentality, so it makes him easy. It, they said he's a, actually a more efficient recruiter as an older guy, mm-hmm. be, an older gentleman or whatever you want to call it, that he can go and look go with and look for what he wants. Same thing with Wisconsin basketball. Chucky Hebron is like, I mean, he's a point guard, you know, like the, to me, the perfect point guard coming out of high school, but he fits Wisconsin basketball. I do think he would fit at Nebraska as well. So don't, don't think, I wish he was in the real, you know, I think he'd fit in just about anywhere. Right. He's a point guard. He's a point guard. Whereas like where, where Hunter, you know, he's, he's in a part of the number one recruiting class on number one team preseason in the, in the nation with some guys coming back that were some dudes, just Mm -hmm. because you're the number one recruiting class, doesn't mean that there was a bunch of scrubs there. You know, everybody kind of envisions maybe the Fab Five where they you get these five and they go come in and they start and they change your – you know, some guys it takes a little bit. I think, I think they would develop him. I think it's a good spot for him. I think that, uh, you know, he'll do well, and I think he'll you'll see a big jump in his playing time and production next year because he had some games where he really got off, mm-hmm. and it wasn't against like, you know – no name state. No, no name state. So, um, you know, I was just happy to see him in there and, and doing well. Just yeah. like, you know, you're happy to see Chucky do well, yep. so forth and so on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good stuff around. Uh, we'll throw the break. We'll come back. It's Friday. Rico, tell us what's up when we return to 93.7 The Ticket. You're listening to Old School with DP and J. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. 